Since foreign policy inboxes always full with problems and crises that require immediate attention, the foreign policy fire hose never stops. One of the challenges for every president is to find the time to think strategically about U.S. national interests and U.S. foreign policy. We live in an era of rapid and profound change which makes strategic thinking more important but also more difficult than ever. President Obama has identified several strategic priorities. Uh, I'd like to highlight them here and also discuss some of the challenges that these priorities will face. Let's start with national security, one of the president's most important responsibilities. In his May 2013 address at the National Defense University, President Obama talked about the importance of finding the right balance between national security and the need to live in liberty as defined by the Constitution and America's core values. Specifically, President Obama talked about the need to set a higher threshold for the use of drones in attacks on terrorists and terrorist organizations. He also talked about the need for stronger oversight of drone attacks. He once again called for an end to indefinite uh, detention of prisoners and the closure of the prison at Guantanamo. And he called for stronger protections of civil liberties in general, and specifically, stronger protections for the media. Uh, these are all important priorities, and taken together, they represent a significant shift in U.S. counterterrorism policy. But th at the same time, these priorities face challenges. Uh, at the political level, many of the steps that the president has suggested will require congressional support, which is far from certain. Uh, at a practical level, some of these problems are simply very difficult. Uh, one of the key problems is what the United States should do about prisoners who are clearly dangerous but at the same time cannot be tried in court because some of the critical evidence against them was obtained through torture. Uh, in his address, President Obama said that he was confident that this problem could be resolved, but he didn't explain why he was confident which makes it harder for the rest of us to share his high level of confidence. Uh, at a broader level, President Obama is outlining a broader rebalanced counterterrorism strategy that is really an element of a broader, redefined, rebalanced U.S. foreign policy. Uh, he's really talking about a reduced emphasis on the use of military force, and he would like to see a redefinition of the congressional authorization to use military force that's currently in place. And at the same time, he would like to see the United States place more emphasis on the promotion of economic development, democracy, and good governance, especially in countries where these problems could lead to social instabilities, which in turn could lead to extremism and violence. Uh, in short, President Obama is calling for a greater emphasis on non-military aspects of U.S. foreign policy. Uh, this is a welcome idea, but the challenge is that military force will continue to be needed in a dangerous world, and it will often be needed under very challenging circumstances. Uh, and at the same time, the promotion of economic development and democracy and good governance, uh, clearly desired, but also clearly very difficult. Uh, if we knew how to promote good governance, we would see more of it uh, in countries around the world. 
This leads to a second uh, priority for the president and the country, and that is reducing defense spending and recalibrating the U.S. military force structure and U.S. military deployments. Uh, U.S. defense spending increased substantially after 9-11-2001 and has been at a high level uh, for over a decade. Uh, there is no doubt that U.S. defense spending is going to be reduced and the U.S. military force structure is going to be cut one way or the other. Uh, cuts are coming. The question is, how wisely will this process be handled? Currently, the process is being driven by sequestration, mindless across-the-board cuts. Uh, the process is also being shaped significantly by bureaucratic interests and bureaucratic politics. Organizations want to hold on to what they already have. Uh, the challenge for the president will be to make this a strategy-driven process, one that is driven by strategic priorities rather than bureaucratic interests. This connects to a third strategic priority, what is sometimes called the U.S. pivot to Asia, or the rebalancing of U.S. foreign policy in geostrategic terms. Uh, for several years, President Obama has been trying to shift U.S. foreign policy and national security away from the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan and toward Asia, specifically toward Northeast Asia, Southeast Asia, and South Asia, parts of the world that will be tremendously important in the first half of the 21st century. This is President Obama's grand strategy in geostrategic terms. It is a reasonable reflection of changing geostrategic realities. The challenge will be balancing two competing sets of interests. America's friends and allies in Asia uh, welcome the pivot. Uh, they very much would like to see the United States continue to have a high level of engagement in Asia, an even higher level if possible. This, of course, will be seen by Beijing as an American containment strategy vis-a-vis -vis China. So the challenge is to promote strategic reassurance among America's allies and friends and other countries in the region without promoting a strategic backlash from China. And this leads to a fourth and final priority. Uh, we have often heard that China is a rising power, and many people say that the United States is a declining power in world affairs. Uh, I think the conventional wisdom about the United States is simplistic and wrong. Uh, the United States has a lot going for it. The fundamentals of American power are strong in many respects. Uh, if you look at demographic trends, the picture for the United States is a pretty encouraging one. Uh, dem demographic trends in other countries, in China, and in India, and in Russia, uh, in Europe as a whole, are, are much more discouraging. Uh, the United States has been one of the world's leading economic powers for over 100 years. America's military power and soft power are unmatched. The fundamentals of American power are strong. The United States has many structural strengths, but at the same time, the United States faces many serious policy challenges. And so the key will be whether or not the President and Congress can work together uh, to address these short-term challenges and make some long-term investments that are needed to sustain American power in the 21st century. Investments are needed in particular in research and development, education, and infrastructure. If the President and, the, and Congress can address these short-term problems, 
and make these long-term investments, there are very good reasons for being optimistic about the United States as a great power in the 21st century. Thank you.